Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight howdy, of howdy. the Owl Mess. We're eight episodes in. We're a whole stage. It's now completely. Now it's completely behind <laughs> us. We're done. We're getting old. Now the kickoff clash don't it don't matter no more. Well, I guess I guess what's it, the I guess it does. What's the kickoff clash? I've never heard of that. <laughs> the, That's a, the past is behind so us. Far we behind us. We don't talk about it. It's so 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 far behind. We only look forward to the mid-season yeah. tournament, which is now starting this week but we didn't have any matches last week so it's kind of a slow week Although, but there's a ton to talk about there was a ton of t- t- a ton to talk about because we purposely pushed off some news that happened before last week because we wanted to focus on kickoff clash review last week so but there I mean a lot happened in literally the last what three days yeah literally, what was it sunday i think so sunday we got some sick hype overwatch 2 news yeah we got uh an actual might have been monday well i don't remember all i I don't know but huge all i know is we got an actual we got a release date there's a date ladies and gentlemen there's a date boys october 6th mark it on your calendars mark it on work off yeah take work off yeah to to binge it all day, binge unless it. your work is it's a game. playing. Yeah, yeah, you can binge games. Ha- haven't you ever had binging game sessions where you just game like all day? Game like no one's business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure, sure. But no, we got we got an actual release date as well as a look at some other things to kind of give us like an idea of what we might be getting. Um, so we got to look at, well, I think the, the elephant in the room obviously is Junker Queen, but we also saw... She's the... not an elephant. <laughs> she's a human. Oh, right. And she's pretty awesome. I, I think I, she, she's in the, all the gameplay I've done with her, she's, uh, did you just she hasn't disappointed. All of the gameplay yeah. you have done with yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, all all the game time I've I've played, all zero that I've hours. been her, it's uh it hasn't disappointed me at all. It was like Chipsa's Overwatch, uh, league career. No, but like, he actually flawless. played a match. Yeah, yeah, and I saw like a five second snippet of her in action. Of course. So it's it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I know. Uh. Uh-uh. But yeah, we got Junker Queen, but we we got more like actual information about Overwatch 2. So we got like confirmation that Overwatch 2 is going to be free to play, although there wasn't it wasn't extremely clear as to which parts of it would be free to play, but I'm assuming that it's the PVP aspect, not the PvE, if I were to guess. Yeah, yes. and and that's kind of been I I think most people have been hoping for this. Mm-hmm. Um from what I've seen, I, I've heard some people online complaining about it, uh, about the whole battle pass system and stuff. And because, you know, pretty much any free to play game nowadays has it. Well, but I, I think, yeah, no. And, and I think, honestly, it's it's the best model that Overwatch 2 could have. I, I think th- this was something um, that a lot of people have talked about historically as something that makes Overwatch 2, I mean, Overwatch 1 as a, esport hard to like advertise and stuff is 
the fact that it has you know a, a buy-in cost mm-hmm. as opposed to being free to play because pretty much all the other big esports are free to yeah, play. Yeah, the only esport, the only big esport that's not free to play is Rocket League, but Rocket uh, League was never. 60- Rocket League's free now. Oh, do they make it free? Yeah, it's been free to play for like two years now, I think. All right, don't listen to me. But, but... Call of Duty, Call of Duty's the big one that. So isn't... basically, Blizzard's games. Yeah, Blizzard's games. Basically, outside of StarCraft Two, which is free to play. I wouldn't say StarCraft Two is a big esport. It was kind of, but it's not now. But it is kind of. It's a good direction for it to go. I mean, we already knew that the PvP aspect was going to be free for those who already owned Overwatch One, but now it doesn't even. You don't even have to have Overwatch One. But they did announce like those of us that already have Overwatch will get some some small goodies in Overwatch Two, some skins and things like that. Which I mean, that's cool. I don't. You get the the Jester Sombra pack uh, skin, which if you're playing Sombra in Overwatch Two. You need that skin because it's a joke. All of us that have been playing Overwatch oh. for over six years need that skin. That's true. <laughs> Which is not you, actually. You're actually saved. No, I'm I'm a little later. Saved. But we we also saw like throughout social media they were pointing out like there were charms on some heroes' weapons, specifically on Cassidy's. There was the Hanzo sake bottle, and even there were like various different ultimate lines and also different weapon models slightly so i would imagine that hinting at the potential that that battle pass will include the ability to customize sound like voice some ultimate voice lines like voice lines that usually you don't hear different versions of adding some different weapon designs and things of that sort and then we just obviously saw the the different skins that we knew about one thing i think will be kind of interesting is you look at pretty much any of the free-to-play games that have cosmetic based uh like um battle passes Mm -hmm. and it's pretty hard to get cosmetics outside of of the you know the the currency and grinding and like there are ways to get it just by grinding but but overwatch one thing that overwatch one has that those games don't have is it's super easy to get cosmetics like yeah you know like within a year of playing the game pretty casually you can get skins for every single character like the skins you want for every character Mm -hmm. and so it's going to be interesting to see how that changes in overwatch 2 because i feel like if if it keeps that model then the incentive to get the battle pass is going to be pretty low yeah but they've already said they're moving skins over so it's going to be interesting to see like how how they make it worth the cost to get the battle pass you know because like uh, yeah. I've already got skins for all the characters and and I like the skins and new mm-hmm. skins are cool but I'm fine with the ones I have I haven't I haven't bought a new skin in Overwatch in like three years yeah two years something like that and so it'll be interesting to see if they uh like what, how which, how they which cosmetics they decide to use yeah yeah and, and how they'll make it worth it you know potentially even outside of cosmetics with with other incentives. You know, while keeping it not well, I, anything I, that affects I, I feel like if they do anything that's not cosmetics behind a paywall of some sort, it'll be in relation to the PVE, like the PVP yeah. part. Because if you if they put any aspects of the PVP behind a paywall, then they like, oh, then that's use, yeah, that then you get the a game. then you get a Battlefront two issue again, and we all know how that went down. EA was literally crucified. 
yeah, I, I think, you know, although you have to be careful with Blizzard right now, because I, I don't know if you follow any of the other games, but like Diablo Immortal, but hopefully we don't get any Diablo I've, Immortal. I've heard, messes. but I haven't looked, I haven't looked into the Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Mess, so but... from what I've heard, like, if you want to completely maximize everything as high as you can, oh right, it someone takes did like, the math it takes and like it's like a hundred thousand dollars. It takes a hundred thousand like, dollars. I remember that. Yeah. So like, I occasionally watch Asmund Gold, and he like quit the game after spending you know a few thousand dollars on it. Hundreds but, of thousands. Yeah. No. It's it's just it's ridiculous, and, and so it's like Overwatch. To better not have any microtransactions, I hope. Like, I, I don't I think, think it will. Be okay. I think they'll be okay. And all of this stuff that they gave us but, over the last couple of days is just gives me hope again for the game. It seems like Team Four is kind of going in the right direction, right? They, yeah. they, because I mean, we have the 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 event, the live stream that's going on on Thursday to show us more about Overwatch Two. I think they said it's like kind of the content release plan kind of how they want to do seasonal events those sorts of things um and and giving us sort of ideas for that sort of thing but then i mean even in the trailer we got like you know this little fox guy yeah they gave us junker queen but then they 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 showed us this little this little fox which if any of if any of you guys play paladins Mm -hmm. it's io io's coming to overwatch gonna happen we don't know anything about this fox uh but i mean in the scene that the fox was in i mean it looked like the heroes were being speed boosted there was a tank two dps and one support and then this fox so i mean i don't know i don't know which i i honestly i i don't think the fox is going to be a hero itself i think it's going to be like a deployable that a hero has Mm -hmm. um but i i think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out like it it looks different you know? And then, of course, they showed Junker Queen. They only showed some of her abilities, but we know that we'll be getting her cinematic on Thursday. And just the fact that we're getting a cinematic, like, yeah. it's been, like, what, three, it's oh, been, like, ages. three, Way four years since we got one of those. It was, what was the last one we got? It was, like, Ash? Was that the last cinematic yeah, we got? I think like, it was... real cinematic was Ash? Yeah, because with uh, Echo, Sigma, Sigma. Um, well, Echo was Batiste, in Sigma. They did like yeah. these fake little. They did like, the, the, the the comic the, ones that Doomfist yeah. had. So, so I mean, uh, just the fact that we're getting that is exciting. But then, so it's like that came out of nowhere. We did not expect that. I'm glad that they gave us a date, and I think the only reason they were able to give us a date is because of the decision they made to decouple the PvP from the PVE. Because if they kept them together, I don't think we'd be getting what we would be getting currently. Yeah. And so I mean, we come out of the weekend like, oh. October 6th, Thursday, they're going to announce stuff. And then what do they hit us with literally this morning? Oh, by the way, the next beta is starting in like two weeks. Sign up yeah, on Thursday. And, and Yeah. So it's it starts June 28th. What day of the week is that? Is that next? Oh, that's two weeks two from weeks today. From, two weeks from today. When we're recording. We're recording Tuesday, on Tuesday, June 28th. So. But, and it says, I mean, and it'll be on consoles. And then sign well. ups, sign ups start the same day as the. The stream, the stream on Thursday, and so and make it'll be sure on you sign up PC and console, so console players you won't be left out anymore. But what I find interesting that Junker Queen is being added to this beta, 
So it's like they announced her as a part of like the release date for Overwatch 2, but she's being included in this beta, which makes me wonder like, does that mean we're gonna get Junker Queen for Summer Showdown? <laughs> are, we, are we gonna have Junker I didn't realize that. that are we gonna have Junker Queen for this season of the Overwatch League? I mean, we might get other heroes as well, but that's pretty cool that we're getting Junker Queen. And it says a new map. I believe that new map will probably be the Rio de, Rio de Janeiro map because uh, yeah. we saw it in the video and then there were screenshots of that floating around on Twitter. But it's exciting that we get the new beta. We're going to get news. Like, they're actually communicating with us. It's been so long. Yeah. We actually get communication. We get to know and, what's happening. And I don't know about you, but... So I was just watching the, the Microsoft stream. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, seeing what they had. I wasn't expecting anything Overwatch-related. And then it just came and up. Then, and then I, I got distracted doing other stuff, and I came back. And it was like halfway through an Overwatch thing, and I was like, <laughs> "No way!" And and I rewound to the beginning, and man, so hype! Yeah, like, it, it, and I don't think anyone was really expecting it, you no, know? And, not at an and so on an Xbox showcase, like that was the yeah. last place anybody would have thought. But I mean, Microsoft's buying Blizzard, so I mean, yeah, no, and and I think one thing, you know, side note, I don't know how relevant it is to anything we're really talking about, but um, it's interesting to think about with it being purchased by Microsoft and Microsoft is putting everything on game pass. Uh, Overwatch two will probably go on game. Pass. Overwatch two is probably going to be on game pass. The PVE um, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the thing is, is like that alone drops the cost down significantly for people that don't want to. Yeah. It's just so, it's so much and, easier to, to, for people to get access to that sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean the PVE, it's like, I, I don't think people were worried about the PVE costing anything because it, it the PVE is the new game. PVE yeah. is Overwatch 2. The PVP is just an updated Overwatch 1. So it's like, if you made people pay to get basically an, uh, an overhaul, they're not going to be happy, or, but, yeah. because, but the PVE, it's like, we don't, it, you know, I don't think it, it, it it hopefully it doesn't come out as a sixty dollar release, but I mean, if it does, people will be like, "Oh, why is it sixty dollars?" But they'll still buy it because it's a new game. And Blizzard yeah. has a history of being able to make story driven games. Like, if they mess this up, then Blizzard's messing up. Like, they they yeah. they, they know how to do that sort of thing. So I'm excited for Overwatch Two, and I'm just so happy that we have a release date. We can look forward to October, and now we get beta stuff starting in a couple weeks. So that was really the highlight of the weekend. And just the last couple, just the last week was just all this Overwatch 2 news because, yeah, yeah there was news elsewhere, but it's like everything else was, was and taken speaking over. speaking of um, exciting news, we do have a new sponsor this week. I'm unaware um, of, I just know that it exists, but I don't know what yeah, we're so, uh, so it's actually a good buddy of mine. His name is a Spud. Uh, what kind of Spud? This kind of Spud. No, his name is Spud. Spud the potato. What, what kind of potato? Potato, potato. What? Just a potato. There are different kinds of potatoes. It's a potato. You just It's in oh. the ground. You dig it up. You eat it. It's like... <laughs> All right. Just potato, potato, potato. Just, just spud the potato. Spud the potato. Spud the potato. Brought to Thanks you for by sponsoring our, our video and yeah. Potato. Yeah. So anyways, so, uh, now we'll we'll put aside the Overwatch 2 hype. We'll we'll contain ourselves. And now we've got a bunch of team news that's the news and stuff that's come out for teams over the last couple weeks. And like there's a lot 
for the most part. So I, we're not going to take it too much time to go through and like talk about them in detail, but we will talk about them and, and see what each one is. So the first one that we want to talk about is, is the Vancouver Titans. So first they announced that they w- were releasing their head coach Flubby and their assistant coach Pew, who have been with the team since it melted down in 2021. So these two have been with the entire rebuild process. And I feel like the first year or two, like you can give them passes, but I feel like this year they weren't getting the results. Yeah, I think it's time to move on. So nothing against them, but you haven't been showing results. Yeah, they haven't been put in the best situations, but like, come on. And then it's part of the job. It's part of the job. And I, (laughs) I, who knows if they'll get picked up by anybody else. I mean, after their tragic showings the last two years, probably not. Maybe a contenders team or something. Maybe contenders. Hopefully they, they are able to find something to do but but i i think their releases make sense it it makes sense and then they also are releasing psycho now this release doesn't make a whole lot of sense because psycho didn't a get like a terribly large amount of play time so like we didn't get to see too much of him and like the last we saw him he was playing doomfist well and it seems like a lot of the time that he played he definitely wasn't the weakest link you know no he wasn't like he had a few moments that it was like Oh, the Titans kind of have life, and Psycho was was a big part of those, you know, occasional moments. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I I think it's a little weird. I mean, because but... they signed Mirror la- during the kickoff clash, and I mean, I guess Mirror and Psycho just play the same things, and I guess maybe they just like Mirror better than Psycho. Uh, I mean, I'd love to see. I'd hope he would get he'll get picked up again, but I mean, flex DPS isn't really a spot that a lot of teams are needing right now. Who do, yeah. There aren't a lot of teams that don't have one, so he may just go down to contenders and, and wait for another chance. But yeah, this release wasn't was not something we were expecting, whereas the coaching changes were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. The psycho drop just kind of came out of nowhere. But then to fill to fill the coaching vacancy, they're bringing in the iron shoulder himself, D Pay, David Pay, uh, formerly of the LA Gladiators. He stepped the Gladiators, I don't remember if they released him or if he stepped away after the 2021 season, but he's sure. been in the league since the inception with the Glads. So yeah. he's and... he is a veteran of the league. He's a smart guy. He knows Overwatch. The only concern is, like, he was with the Glads for four seasons, and, I mean, when you look at those Glads teams, I wouldn't say that the Gladiators ever had a bad roster. They always had good rosters, and they won one title of sorts. They won last year's countdown cup and that was it that's it in four years with good teams Pay did that so yeah that that being said it's like if you have a good coach it's easy to say that the team just had good players you know like like it, it's like it's hard to tell how much of it's coaching and how much of it is good players because like not all the players that we see as good players we saw as good players when they entered the league necessarily you know, mm-hmm. like not everyone entered the league as proper, you know, and, and so I think we can say, yeah, they had a good roster, but how much of that was the good coaching that made the roster look? That's good? true. That's also and, true. And so it, it could very well be that, that he has a big role in, you know, developing these players in a way that makes them look really good. Yeah. And it, I'm hoping that he's able to do something with this Titans roster. Hopefully he's able to have some kind of success with them. But like. We look at the signing, and we look at the Titans, and we look at their the rest of their season. Do we think it really makes a difference? 
I mean, at least not in the next, like, not this six or seven this, weeks. Not this <laughs> stage. This stage is brutal. But like, yeah, does, I, I does, think. Does the D-Pay signing help potentially edge them past teams like New York and Paris and Boston, who have currently think, just rolled them? I think at this point, like, depending on how. Like, it's hard to say, really, because we don't have, you know, any data on it. But I think, like, mm -hmm. this could be enough to edge them over Paris. I, I think the other teams, it's going to be harder. Um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how long it takes them to adjust to, to the changes. And, and if we can see some life. I, I think this is definitely going to be something we'll talk about more as the season goes on well and even um, though they have a hard mid-season schedule basically playing you know six of the eight kickoff clash teams if they can show some life against some of the other team if they can show you know take a map or two off of some of these teams and that'll be a good trend in the right direction going into summer showdown when they do end up playing teams like paris and they end up playing toronto and if they're able yeah. to kind of do those sorts of things so i think that the deep pace signing is definitely an upgrade over what they had and like nothing against Pew and Flubby, but you know, deep. And one of the nice things is the next, like this whole tournament cycle, their schedule is just like ridiculous. Nobody expects them to do anything. Yeah. And so no one expects them to do anything. And so if they do anything that looks great, also it, it allows them to be able to focus on improving and you know of trying just to win yeah improving as a team. It, it allows them to focus on scrims, hopefully. Uh, losing is hard though, you know, like, so it could have a big mental toll, you know, yeah, even though but I feel like if they, lose, if they look at that schedule but... and they'll be like, okay, these games are really tough because like yeah. losing a close match hurts more than losing a match where you go in knowing you're probably just going to get stomped. Yeah. And, 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 and with that, if they can keep that mindset of this it's okay. tournament cycle is just like preparing for the future, you know, like, mm -hmm and they're able to relax, then I think they have potential to do some cool things in the second half of the season. Yeah. I, I don't think the, like, there's no chance they make playoffs. There's no chance well, they... Well, the 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 Countdown Cup is, is doubling as the play-in tournament. So I think for the Titans, their goal is that play-in tournament. Yeah. Is to use the last two stages to try and get themselves into a position where they can at least get into the play-in tournament and and work their way up but yeah the mid-season tournament is kind of out of reach and we'll talk about why a little later outside of the fact that, you know they're winless but they just have probably the the hardest strength of schedule out of any team that's in their situation but the dpay signing is good they've got a good head coach now but a team that uh doesn't really have a head coach now uh toronto released uh kdg uh, what is that a week ago today so on the 7th of June. Yeah. Now, I'm surprised they haven't announced a new coach. Well, they I think it was either their GM or one of them said like the Moby Dick, who I believe was their assistant coach, is the interim head coach currently. Oh, okay. But they did put out a tweet saying they were looking for coaches. So like they're doing like open submissions, which is kind of weird. So Yeah, so if you're a, an Overwatch coach looking for a go join the Toronto Defiant. You have to be fluent in Korean though, I believe, what I remember seeing. But yeah. this release, we there were rumors leading up to this because remember there was the report from Halo that Muse and Finale requested a trade, and then every you know PR speak from the team from the owner like the GM and stuff saying nobody submitted trade requests. Uh, Muse said he didn't do anything, and then 
Muse and Finale like then started getting some playtime. Like, oh, okay, they're trying to mess with it, and then KDG gets released. I'm not gonna. I I I, I find it hard to believe those things aren't connected. I def there's definitely got to be some connection there. There's something going on. And even the it, it, so they you know announced that KDG gets released, and Logics, who was on the Toronto Defiant last season, tweets, "Thank Fetch took you long enough." Yeah, and we, and, and we know that there were rumors from last season that KDG was actively leaving Beast Halo and Logics out of like discords and stuff with the team because they were NA players and the rest of the team was Korean. So yeah. there, I mean, because KDG kind of was just a lot of it was he was picked up because of the success he had in 2020 with the Philadelphia Fusion, which I mean, they did great that season. And that's kind of why he was able to land this job. But then we haven't really he hasn't really been able to do much the last two seasons. And then of yeah. course we had the you know, the reports earlier in the season with Muse and Finale. So I I mean I he he'll probably get picked up by another team if there's any other team looking for a coach, because I mean we it's kind of under this just kinda of happens. All it is is just rumors and then suddenly he's released. There's nothing you know to say that he's not a good coach but he may have as far as what we know he may have you know. say yeah i don't know i don't really know because i mean philadelphia fusion in 2020 were a mixed roster so i mean it can't be like he has something against western players because i mean he had success with that team so we'll yeah. see what happens but now toronto's in even a weirder position they go from being really boring to watch to now having basically a new head coach and probably going to be even more boring to watch. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think this changes anything in my eyes. Like, I still think the Defiant are the most boring team in the West. Well, and uh, yeah, at least at least Vancouver, you're like, no, we're going to watch them fall over Yeah, again. That, that's the th thing. The team's worse than Defiant. They're interesting to watch because they're like, mm -hmm. they're either so bad it's interesting. Or you think, oh, maybe <laughs> so, there's a chance. Yeah. Um, And the team's better than Defiant. You know, they're... There's stuff worth watching, but Defiant, I just, I, just, I have they don't zero have an identity about them. Yeah, I, mean, I think we talked about that last week in their kickoff flash performances. They just kind of looked lost. They yeah. didn't really look comfortable on anything. They were just kind of there. They showed up, it got boomed out, and there they go. And who knows? Maybe, maybe a change in coach could change things. I don't think it will, though. I don't think so. I think that it's kind of, the team is kind of ingrained because they they just don't they just kind of don't do anything. Uh, but on the other side of things, a team that uh, almost always does things is the Shock, which, if I'm being honest, this signing is a little weird to me. So the San Francisco Shock signed Mikey from Maryville Esports, who's a, who's a main tank. I don't know too much about him. I'm going to be honest. I'll just, I, I will just be honest. I don't know too much about him. But I didn't think Kaluge was doing terrible on Winston. So yeah. Mikey was signed to play Reinhardt. Surely that's what it was, right? Like, well, I think yeah. I'm just looking up right here. Yeah, so uh, Kaluge was on Maryville as well. Yeah, right before he got signed to Overwatch League, and so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, partially his say in in bringing on Mikey, like either on his recommendation or just the fact that while they were scouting him, they also saw mikey in action and stuff but i i think i think it makes sense i think the shock needed someone to fill that role not because kaluge isn't able to fill it but i think now that they can divide up the tanks they can focus on playing you know more specific characters and just grind it and and i think 
doing that will open them up a little bit. Especially yeah. because I, I think with Kaluj being able to play as many different characters as he can, I, I wouldn't be, be surprised if Mikey was kind of the same way. Well, but yeah, um, but if you're going to have two, uh, you know, super flex tanks, you just want one. Because, I mean, I brought this up last week with, like, the difference between, like, Dallas and Shanghai versus Seoul and even Glad's, where it's like having to swap tanks in and out kind of hinders you a little bit because now you kind of give away what you're going to play and now you have different calls as well. So, I, I mean... I, I thought I I think they they should have just let Kalush keep going, but then again, I mean their shift to just starting to randomly play Doomfist comps in the the tournament may have been a sign that they weren't comfortable. So because they weren't trying to play Rhine comps really at all, Kalush I think pulled it out once or twice and it didn't look too great. So if I had to guess, Mikey's coming in to be a Rhine player, if anything, because Kalush looked pretty good on the Winston. Yeah, I I could see that. I I think it'll it'll be interesting to see if Mikey gets playtime but yeah I, i'm with you i don't know a ton about him i don't I, yeah i don't know a ton but about i him. i trust the shock yeah i trust crusty. maybe more than i should the crusty crack <laughs> pipe it's coming out again here we oh, go yeah the crusty crack pipe the good old good old trademark uh we'll move on the only the only news coming out of apac is uh the guangzhou charge released molly which i mean they signed far away from you know after he left the hunters and far away is really good but i thought follow away far away and molly were like two of the good player but like molly just doesn't get playtime like at all yeah he hasn't played since he was on like the hunters back uh no was it the hunters or was it the spark i don't remember it was like he hardly got any he's hardly got any playtime like yeah yeah he has a ring but he was on the bench the whole time <laughs> yeah so i i so i but we there was a report that i have up here from from Halo, where it's like saying that the, he's been that the the Valiant have signed him, so it seems like he's he might have already been picked up. The Valiant haven't announced anything yet, unless I just completely spaced it and missed something. Yeah, but as of I, as of June fourteenth, Molly has not officially been signed, but he's rumored to be going to the Valiant, and I think Molly is definitely an upgrade over Coldest. Yeah, so I, I, I think he'll just help he'll help the Valiant get better, but it's just unfortunate that you know he had to play second fiddle to far away he kind of was like oh i got off the bench of dragons and he goes to charge he's like now's my chance and then far away comes in he's like just kidding not my yep. chance yet well wait <laughs> next time he's gonna join the four team squad oh here we oh, go yeah. where he was on the bench for like two or three of the team <laughs> two of the teams so it's exciting that he'll get hopefully another shot on the valiant if this rumor from halo is true but then moving to the final uh player news probably the most confusing signing from frontwards to backwards so vulcan's 30-day contract with nyxl expired so vulcan has been let go and this just makes me scratch my head what why 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 was he ever on the team what was he doing what was he he here? was uh <laughs> my guess is he was uh looking for an apartment to stay in New and, York, temporarily. Uh, it, and in order to stay with the team, because he was friends with all the Koreans there, I uh, guess. Yes, of, of course, of course. But in order to stay there, he had to be a member of the, the organization. And they mm. kind of, they wanted an extra player anyway. Of course, to of just, course, of course. Yeah, so that that's my official guess. Um, I, yeah. 
it just doesn't because no initially we thought he was just signed to get that sixth player but then it was Custer or sideshow that was talking like that 30 day contract players don't count towards like the league minimum like having the league minimum which i can't confirm or deny that i don't really know but yeah. if that's the case then this the him being signed to the team makes, makes even, less, even sense. less sense if he didn't ever count towards the league minimum which we assumed was why he was signed it doesn't make any sense and like if you go to the overwatch league website their coach kooky is listed as a player so nyxl are literally doing everything they can to avoid having to sign a sixth player it makes no sense, but it seems to work out for them. They're doing so well this year. Any <laughs> singular win. I, NYXL need, I don't know why they're avoiding signing players when they need to. There are holes in their roster. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not going too great. They're just waiting for Junker Queen to enter the game. Oh, that, Kellen, that's when they're going to. Kellen's going to pop off. Kellen's going to be a, a Junker Queen one trick. He's going to. Kellen's going to be the Junker Queen off. one trick. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. uh, and then um, the one, the final piece of team news that is not related to players, but is actually the first time that this has officially been like something that's announced because what the LA Valiant did does not count. That nope. is not the same. As what the Paris Eternal announced, what was this on the first of June? Wait, did you say Paris Eternals? <laughs> They're still in Paris. Yeah, for now. But starting next year, starting next year, they will be, the, be Las, the, Las the Las Vegas, Vegas Eternals. Eternal, which actually sounds like a pretty cool name. Uh, we know yeah. that the the ownership group of the Eternal is American, so it they're probably just moving to Vegas because it's easier to operate. Yeah. And they well, the, and the, the, we European had, Overwatch, oh. you know, is is Rest uh, in struggle bus. Yeah, <laughs> and we knew that this something like this was coming because the parent organization like filed for trademarks for Vegas related teams for their Call of Duty spot, uh, Call of Duty League spot as well. So we kind of had like an idea that something like this was coming. But I think what is the most interesting about this is like this is the first of anything that we've gotten in regards to the league next year. Yeah. We don't know anything about, you know, season six for 2023, but if the Paris Eternal are moving to Las Vegas, well then surely something's going to be happening. Cause you're not moving a, a team if there's no league. Um, yeah. Like, well, and, and also on a business side of things, like you wouldn't make any sort of change if you're planning on just closing things down. And yeah. So, this is confirmation from one organization that they expect there to be something going on. They're they're planning on having a future in the league, and and that's it's that's like kinda... even even if there's even if there's cool. plans to like sell the spot to somebody in Vegas, there's still plans to have the team exist in some form, and this yeah. kind of goes along with the report. I think it was from Jacob Wolf a couple, maybe it was last month that Blizzard like even though they're owed so much money by a lot of the. The Overwatch League and Call of Duty teams, because of COVID, they like push those payments off, and I think that might help the league continue for a first, you know, especially going into next year, because next year is when the Microsoft buyout would become official if it's you know yeah. allowed, and I think Microsoft having ownership of Blizzard and being able to op have the league in their hands, especially when Overwatch Two will be in full swing come next season, hopefully. I hope that season six moving forward will be it'll be kind of get back on track a little bit because yeah. it's just kind of Ho been... hopefully we're able to start growing again rather than 
slowly shrinking slowly shrinking slowly imploding on ourselves all the overwatch 2 news i think will help though for sure because even though like all the viewership problems and stuff that we've been having this season have largely just been we can't play overwatch 2 like the players have complained about it everyone's like yeah it's great watching these pros play but i can't play the game so i actually don't care to watch sort of thing yeah so it's good that we have the, the overwatch 2 news and then having the paris eternal saying they're going to be moving gives at least some hope that there will be a league next year, at least in some form. Uh, but that's the news, at least as of the 14th of June. That's the news that we have. Overwatch 2 related and team related. Knowing our luck, something's going to come out tomorrow and we're just going to completely miss it. But, you know, such is life. But then the next thing I want to talk about is a tweet from Brad Rajani, who's the head coach of the Atlanta Reign. So he was bringing up concerns about the midseason tournament and kind of how it's formatted. And I personally didn't realize this is how it was happening. I don't think a lot of people did. Apparently, in one of the like con you know, in the community updates for the league early on, it was kind of said this way. But I guess we kind of all just beefed and missed it. So he's talking about how the qualification for the midseason tournament takes into account the kickoff clash qualification matches and the bonus points that come through effectively saying that if you did well in the kickoff clash you're probably going to qualify for the midseason tournament and if you didn't you're probably not going to make it to the midseason tournament which is really unfortunate for teams that were like right on the cusp of things so like when we go and look at like the standings so it's like yeah the london spitfire are tied record-wise with like justice and rain but they're a point down so they could finish yeah. like if London finishes with the same record as Washington or Atlanta, Washington or Atlanta will make it in. London won't because of that bonus point. And you even look at the teams at the top. Shock, Fuel, and Gladiators could literally go 1-5 and five and still make the tournament. Yeah. Whereas the Titans, the Titans could literally go undefeated and not make it. Yeah. So... It's uh, interesting. It's... I... Like, I, I kind of understand why it's done this way, because, like, the midseason tournament is kind of framed in a way it's, like, the best teams of the, the league up till that point in the season instead of just in that meta. But it's, like, we, we know we're going to have a slight... We're going to have the patch come in with the Zen buff, the soldier nerfs, so the meta's going to shift at least slightly, so some teams at the bottom could could come back up. And so, like, Brad's concerns about, you know, the kickoff clash results heavily weighing into hawaii are fair i mean even in apac i mean seoul has seven points seoul has seven points yeah and like the, the, what's weird is like seoul through fusion have seven six six and five chengdu has two dang like chengdu is basically already out of the running philly just has to win three of their six games and chengdu is is out they physically cannot make it. So it's like APAC especially, it's the door's just kind of been shut on the bottom three teams. I mean, granted, I don't know what world we live in in which charge would make it, but I mean it just they don't even have but a there, there should be the they don't even have a they don't even have a chance. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate that that's the case. So it's like we're gonna see the same teams in mid season that we saw in kickoff clash, outside of one or two NA swaps, because London is only one point between Atlanta and Washington, so there is room there for them to potentially leapfrog if they win a match more than Atlanta and Justice do and kind of make up for lost ground. And, 
I don't think that this will like this could come into play and if it does it's it's kind of annoying the bonus points but I I honestly I don't think it will change much no from what would have happened anyway I I don't think enough is changing in the meta to mm-hmm. make any of the bottom teams a top team I I think you know the one exception maybe being London APAC just uh, well and uh, and London but APAC just the cuz it's so close fact that it's so close but the scoreboard doesn't like the point count doesn't the point count doesn't it. reflect that yeah so yeah apac could but yeah i you're right outside of, i think london is the only exception to where this the way that the format is could really screw london over because london yeah. could have a really good stage and still not make it again i mean if london have a second good surprising stage and then once again don't make the mid-season tournament that's just unfortunate for that team yeah so I, I hope that it doesn't come back to be an issue for teams like London and even Boston, who were showing some signs of life towards the tail end of the kickoff clash. And hopefully maybe one, maybe they can sneak in. Because, I mean, we watched that kickoff clash, and you and I both agreed we would have rather seen London over Toronto. Like, yeah. So all they need is one of those teams to just kind of fall on their face. But, I mean, like Toronto's two points ahead of London, so they literally have a two, they have a two-match lead. So it it is unfortunate, but I don't imagine we would see like the at least seven of the same eight. Like at most, one team would swap. That's probably about it. So yeah, it is. Well, I think it is time to talk about a potato again. I'm just kidding. Let's go into uh, the the let's make some standings. Some combined region power rankings, even though they didn't play each other at all, I think it's still fun to do combined region power rankings. But quickly, because we've got a lot of games matches to, to <laughs> Anyway, so was... we're looking at the standings. So the most clear one, Glads are number one, right? I, I think we talked about this last week, where we're pretty sure Glads are the best team in the world. Yeah. So Glads are, Glads are, Glads are a clear Numbre Uno. Um, I'm trying to. And I think to... Soul at second. Yeah, I would say Soul would also. Yeah, Soul would be second. Um, but then third, I I genuinely believe. Oh, third is Fuel, right? Like I don't. Yeah. I think Fuel is third. But then after that, I think that Philly and Shanghai are better than Atlanta and Shock. That's exactly what I already put down on my thing. I I think. Even though Shanghai loses against Philly every time they play against each other, I think Shanghai is the better team, is the better team against anyone else. Anyone else? So are we thinking Shanghai 4 then, Philly 5? Yeah, that's why I put. With the asterisk, asterisk next to Shanghai that says... They will lose to Fusion. Except when they're playing against Fusion. <laughs> so those are the top teams, and then Atlanta Shock, right? Like, that's pretty... Yeah. All right, so we have the clear the clear stuff. Uh, now we go to the confusing mess that uh, falls beneath. Uh, I'm I want to say that Spark goes under Shock. I think Spark looks out of the mid table teams of the teams that I'm considering to go in that mid table. I think Spark probably are the most likely there. Because yeah, I I think the kickoff clash was kind of rough for them, but I think outside of the kickoff clash, they look. Mm-hmm. They look pretty good. And, and I think, you know, especially compared to 
the other Western team, like the Western teams, I, I think they have the edge over. And so, yeah, I would put Spark next. And then I would put... So the next two teams then that would go in that category are probably Mayhem and Outlaws. I would put Mayhem above the Outlaws just because the Mayhem have a clear path forward. Like, they have a more complete yeah. team. Whereas the Outlaws, who knows what's happening with that yeah, team. Yeah, Outlaws are in a weird spot right now where... The team they've been playing, the comp they've been playing just isn't going to work long-term for them. They need to add some variety. Yeah, but I, I do definitely think that they are, I mean, because they beat Toronto, and I think they would yeah. beat, well, I guess it depends on which Justice would show up, but they would beat teams like Chengdu, they would beat London, so I think you kind of have to put Houston under Florida just by process of elimination. Yeah. But then I, I after after Outlaws is when we start getting a little weird because then you have teams like Chengdu, Toronto, Washington, London, who are the ones that I'm looking at, and even like you know Valiant as well put into that category. So where where do we want to put these? Because like which Washington, which Washington are we? What Washington are we ranking? Well, I think the fact that Washington, you have to ask that with Washington, puts them beneath some of these teams. I'd probably go. I would almost put, like, I would pick Spitfire over Defiant and Justice if they played. Yeah, and so I, I think Chengdu, I would put above London. Okay. And then London, Toronto, Washington. Well, uh, if, uh, if Valiant. Yeah, I was like, if Valiant played Toronto, would you take Valiant or Toronto? Yeah, so let's go Hunters, Spitfire, Valiant. Valiant. And, well, hang on, but Hunters just lost to Valiant. But I don't think you can. No, I think you definitely can. Their mo their last match apiece, it was a loss to Hunters. Hunters lost to Valiant. So yeah, I... but it was Valiant's one win. They, they have went one to win. map five against the three, like three of the top APAC teams. But they lost. They still went to map five. What did Chung Do do? They got so rolled. Would... So would you put Valiant above London and Chung Do? Would you go Valiant, Hunters, Spitfire? I would put Valiant above Hunters, but if Valiant and Spitfire played... Huh. If Valiant and Spitfire played, I don't know who I would take. I, d I think Hunters go below Spitfire and Valiant. So I would keep Spitfire above Valiant. I think they're probably comparable, and then I would put Hunters. Yeah. And then I would put... Defiant Justice. I think Justice, even on a bad day, beats Defiant. Personally. Okay. That's just me personally. Yeah. So, whoops. I keep messing up the crop. I've done, like, fun things with the crop on... All right. So, yeah, I would put Justice above Defiant. Okay, I did it again. And then I'm thinking Boston, right? Yeah. Like, is that... And then the charge? Or would you put I... the charge above Boston? Well, hmm. I think and, and I think this is probably yeah, this the hardest spot because I would put Charge above Boston, and then I would put. Yeah. Do we think Paris could beat Boston? No, I'd put. I'd keep Paris under Boston. Okay. I'd keep Paris under New York. I think Paris beats New York. Because Paris, I was looking better at the end of the kickoff clash, whereas New York just looked lost the entire time. allow it but i think uh and then of do course, they play each other soon i think they do 
I hope they do. Oh, I'm I, pretty. I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they play this week. Oh, nice. <laughs> Would you look at that? But I think they're in the same category. I think they're. You can kind of interchange them. So our current standings, then, according to according to the Owl Nest, according to these two idiots here, we have in the top top to bottom gladiators. Dynasty, Fuel, Dragons, Fusion, Rain, Shock, Spark, Mayhem, then the Outlaws, Spitfire, Valiant, Hunters, Justice, Defiant, Charge, Uprising, Eternal, Excelsior, Titans. And, like, I definitely think there are, like, I feel like you could interchange Mayhem and Outlaws, and I definitely think you could interchange Spitfire, Valiant, Hunters, Justice, Defiant. Because I feel like yeah. those five teams, especially Justice, because Justice on a good day could jump just uh, like below Spark, if not above Spark. But we don't trust the Justice. Yeah. I will never trust the Justice ever again, unless they're playing a bottom tier team. And even then, they could even lose then to it's Boston. questionable. Yeah, like they did earlier, they lost to Boston. <laughs> So I I think this is a good good standings to have, and I think majority like at least the top half of these teams will probably stay where they are. Like I don't imagine gladiators really moving all that much. I don't see dynasty or fuel moving all that much. It's like any movement between teams, I think will be within kind of their respective brackets. They're kind of within three or four spots of where they are, either up or down. Mm -hmm. But then this bottom tier, like basically everything below defiant, just kind of hurts. Yeah, I agree with and that. And even you could you could lump Defiant in. I mean, it's not like Defiant's as bad as any, you know New York or Vancouver, but they're just as boring to watch. And I would rather watch Titans play than Toronto. Yeah, because at least when Titans play a team, you at least know it's going to be an entertaining stomp. Yeah, and, and there's always that possibility of a of something crazy happening. Whereas when Defiant plays, outside of when they play the Outlaws Week 1, you're never like, oh, the Defiant could upset this team. You're like, mm, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even if they did, it wouldn't be, like, crazy. It would be like... They beat, you know... <laughs> they beat Justice or something. Well, but even, like, let's say Defiant play against LA and win. Is your first thought, like, oh my gosh, Defiant are amazing no my first thought is oh what man the gladiators through <laughs> yeah through. that's the thing is it's it's never going to be we're the defiant giving, well we're it's always give, going to be that team yeah, did bad we'll never give defiant and, the credit we'll be like oh the other team and just that's screwed and up. that's probably just like an internal mental thing because the same would be true of the titans but it's like yeah that's the unfortunate truth but i'm, I'm happy with these power rankings and yeah. obviously after next week we'll split the regions again we'll go back to doing this but it's we will only do combined rankings i don't we'll only do combined rankings after each stage even if they don't play each other we'll still do it just to kind of get a good feel for things but i mean i feel like outside of the massive gap between glads and the rest of na and dine well no because i don't feel like there's a big gap between dynasty and the rest of na they just had an easy matchup against fusion yeah like apac is close but like there's literally a grand canyon between gladiators and fuel and then another canyon between Fuel and Atlanta and Shawhawk, mm -hmm. which is scary that the top two yeah. teams in NA, there's a gap between them, and then there's a gap between both of them and everyone else. Which I, I think it'll make, you know, the combined tournament, the midseason. I'm so excited for the midseason Really tournament. interesting, because it's going to be interesting to see how 
the APAC teams do against the Fuel and the Glads. Yep. All right, so those are our power rankings. But now, we have a, battle. a bunch of NA teams to predict because as we learned from uh, the end of uh, you know, the kickoff clash, the APAC teams were not going to be playing in week one. They'll start next week. So it's just the 13 NA games. So we are going to be predicting all of them like we did before week one of the season. We are going through every single game. But and, speed round. Well, just... we don't have to speed round. And for context, both of us are tied with our our pred record. We are both 20 and 6. Somehow, over the course of 26 guesses, we are tied. <laughs> so this is the week that one of us could pull ahead. If thank we get you, a bunch London. Of... Thank you, Outlaws. <laughs> They got me. Well, they they got me a pred and then lost me too. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe, maybe not the not, outlaws. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. But so we're gonna go through each one and we'll see kind of how things go. So we're just gonna go in order based on the schedule. So the first match of the week is Florida Mayhem London Spitfire, and this one kind of this one hurts to pred because I I'm we both love Florida, but you're like actually just on top of london actually on top of london and like i want to pred london but i i i, I can't for me i'm i'm leaning on the mayhem i'm sorry but i think they're better because i think mayhem are better than outlaws who beat london pretty handily <laughs> i think you've got a point there but your point is boring oh, and yeah. If I've learned anything this season, it's the minute you think London aren't going to do it, they're going to do it. And so I think You're I'm predicting London. London. I'm predicting London. Just we've got to mix things up. We can't. I think all... this will be a really fun and, match and because these I are think two... it'll be a fun match. I think both teams are awesome to watch. They're fun to watch. If anyone's going to meme during a game, it's, it's going to be two them. Teams. I, I yeah. hope that we get some funny stuff coming out in this game. But I, yeah, I just couldn't, because I've been high on the mayhem so far this season, and I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suddenly be down on them against London. Are you kidding me? Yeah, unlike, yeah. Unlike with like the Atlanta match where I predicted Atlanta, Atlanta were like we we both kind of, even though I predicted Atlanta, I did kind of acknowledge. I was like, no, if Atlanta were to lose to somebody, it'd be London. But like Florida yeah. doesn't have any like weakness like mental weaknesses they haven't when they lose they just lose to better teams and london yeah. in my mind is not a better team it's as simple the, as that the way i see it like the way london wins this game and this is it's gonna happen and this is how it's going to happen okay elaborate florida is going to be tricked into playing the reinhardt mat mirror match and they lose it and they play it because it's fun. It's the beginning of a tournament, so it's low stress. But, but see, here's, here's, a fun here's the problem, though. Because unlike with Atlanta, Gator was just kind of like there. But someone is actually like a Chad. He, if, there was any, if there was any other main tank that could match Hottie's Chadness, it would be someone. Have you seen the guy like just go nuts after matches? Like, the guy's insane. Yeah, but he hasn't been grinding the, the, the rhyme. The rhyme. And... <laughs> And so I, I think London can I, I, I think You're, there's a world which London wins and that's the world we're living in. And so yeah. All right. It's gonna all be right. London. London London Mayhem should be fun. But then we go from that fun match, we go to a really good match. Well, 
I don't know if the kickoff clashes <laughs> to say anything. We'll it may see. not be a very good match. I think this is a fuel game. Honestly, I don't like Shocker. Great, but I mean they got rolled yeah. last time they met. I I want the Shock to win it, but I don't think they will. I think the fuel has a, a strong identity. They know what they're going to play. They know how to play it. And and they execute it perfectly. Well, and the yeah, and the problem, much. the problem and is, the is like the way fuel. If the fuel are able to just play the Zarya comp, the way the Zarya comp is countered is Rhine comps. But unless Shock have just been grinding Rhine comps with Mikey as soon as he they got him, they're not gonna beat fuel. Yeah, like, and, and I I just I I don't think the Shock have figured out what they're going to do in this next few mm -hmm. weeks yet. You know, I I think. This game will be an awesome experience, you know, an awesome test to see, you know, what exactly the future of the Shock is. Because they look not amazing in the tournament at certain points. Yeah. And so this will be, be the test. If starting with the Fuel is not a very easy way to start, but Shock, no, it's could, a... over, Shock could overcome it. So we've got two four, those first two fun matches on Thursday, and then we proceed to go into an Eye Bleach game, potentially. Justice Excelsior. Uh... I don't like I don't like having to pred Washington, but like New York, I can't. No, I can't pred New York. Are you kidding me? I yeah. cannot pred New York. And New York, I feel like they have good players, but they just haven't figured it out maybe yet. Kuki, you know? Maybe Cookie will do the Jake, and he'll come in to play. He'll come in to play <laughs> and just lead him. He'll do the comms. He'll come in as main yeah. tank. Yeah. No. No, Justice take I, this, because even a bad Justice, I yeah. think, at least beat... Even if it'll be a close game, Justice, I think, will be able to win it. Yeah, I agree. And it could go, like, map 5 or something like that. I hope that, it doesn't go to map 5. My brain does not need shouldn't. that match to go to 5. <laughs> Please, no. It's the last game of the day. If it's taking a while, you can just shut it off. Shut it off. No biggie. So then we go uh, to Friday. Talking about shutting it off, Toronto Defiant are playing on Friday. Against the London Spitfire. I'm taking London. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm joining I'm you on the London. Spitfire train here. Yeah, London are gonna go two zero this week. And London it's will be go. Wonderful. I think London will go one and one this week. But even if they, the Florida Mayhem game will be good. Like unlike, like that'll be a good match. But this Defiant game, I mean, please London, please beat, please beat Defiant. I, th you, I think if part London, of it is if London loses to Defiant, I don't know how much hope we'll be able to have in London again. Because like London, they should beat Toronto. They should. Well, they really part should. Part of it is the Defiant have some internal stuff going on like anytime you like have a big dramatic leaving of a head coach mm -hmm. being replaced by the assistant like it's gonna have some drama related you know and just an adjustment period and so i think that alone will push defiant down a little bit and and i think already at the end of last tournament cycle like london would have beat toronto if they played and i think yeah if anything the last couple of weeks have been even more of a push to put Spitfire over the Defiant. Yes. So I, I think London wins that. Spitfire take over Defiant. Uh, then we have Atlanta Rain, Boston Uprising. Even though Uprising were looking better, so were Atlanta. So sorry, Boston. I'm yeah. I'm with Atlanta on this one. I think you are. I as think well. Atlanta definitely should win that one. And, and I think the next game's even less close. You have Titans, Glads, and I think we're speed, Glads... We're speedrunning these two, yeah. I mean, these two, there's not much to talk about. You have really good teams playing against less good teams. I think Boston, Boston is, is looking way better. better than Titans, but I mean, there's it, still a big gap there. But there's still, like, 
they, they won't beat I'm, the I'm looking at this Titans-Glads match, though, and I'm looking for a speed run. Because this is yeah. literally best team in the world against worst team in the world. Like, I'm looking for a speed run. We're looking for just just run it down mid, Glads. Run all over this team, please. I don't want this match to last longer than it should. Yeah, it's... it's well. Man, what's up with the Glad schedule this week? I mean, we'll get to their other match, but uh, but we have Paris. we have an Outlaws game in the middle. Um, ah, oh, crap. I I look at this game and this looks like a trap game. This looks this is like the definition of an Outlaws trap game. Yeah, but at the same time, this is also the definition of a Justice trap game. This this Outlaws Justice match literally is a game of who's gonna throw harder. Yeah, I'm uh and I'm I will pred- I will not be predicting justice never again against a team that they even if it's a close game justice lose. I I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. My outlaws I That cannot. should be the case, but I think the outlaws have just as much possibility to disappoint and and I think that's going to happen. But the justice disappoint more than the outlaws do. Historically, yeah, but what what's your win percent on outlaws preds? Sixty percent. What one and two? Oh, yeah, I'm one we're... and two. Well, no, but then again, the the one loss was against the shock. And who was the other loss against? The other one was a map five against a Toronto that knew what they were doing because the Toronto Defiant were the first ones to pull out the tracer against the Doom. Remember? Yeah, I still. Uh, I'm gonna go justice on this one. Yeah, I I just can't I can't have faith. Just in the because justice. just because I've got a pred against you on this one because uh, you're bad luck for the outlaws. <laughs> only one and two it's not like i'm that bad of luck because i predated them against toronto in the tournament when no one else did i guess you did as well but that just says a lot about toronto than outlaws uh, like it's toronto all right so now we get to the other glads match glads eternal i'm sorry eternal goodbye yeah i i think uh the glads are going to set at least one map record this <laughs> in, week. In six tries, they're going to set one map record. I don't even think you have it. This is just a team diff. It's not going to be close. And if, if it is, they lose a map, if they lose a map at all this week, it's, it's just like well, it's because gl- it, not- no, it's <laughs> well, no. If they lose a map, it's because they're not trying. I mean, shock drop well, yeah. to Titans. I mean, you'll you'll be able to tell if they kind of take the foot off the gas, but they win that yeah. one. Um, now we go Fuel Rain. Uh, last time they met, Fuel set the fastest push time ever. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think uh, anything's changed in the last week. To uh, Fuel still take it. Yeah, I think it's going to be I think fuel. Rain will be able to maybe be a little bit closer than they were in the kickoff clash, but I don't think it's enough to help them win. I Fuel still all. take it. It should ho- Hopefully it's a better match than what we saw in the kickoff clash, but Fuel will still take that one. Uh, and now we get back to the Toronto Defiant Doomium against fan favorite Florida. Yeah, I think it should be Florida. Yep, I'm I'm with you there. Mayhem should take it against Defiant. Defiant are just boring. Florida is fun. Yeah. End of story. Discussion over. Uh, and then Shock Uprising. Uh, just like Uprising's last match. Sorry, Uprising. You're looking better, but I mean, the Shock of the Shock. Yeah, and and even though the Shock you know, have some figuring out to do. I think they're more established than Boston is. I mean, Boston has been figuring themselves out, but they're just playing hard teams now. Yeah. Like, they looked good in that Justice game, and they won, 
but then they have to play Dallas, and then they have to play Atlanta, and then they have to play Shock. <laughs> they're they're not. Although, if the Shock bring out the Doom Fist, <laughs> they, the shock, they still win. They still win. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then now we get to uh, what's probably a toilet bowl. Unfortunately, probably Paris Eternal, New York Excelsior. Uh, this may not be very fun to watch against two teams that have yeah. probably no hope, actually zero hope of making a mid-season tournament, probably, unless they went perfect, which they can't because they're playing each other. So I'm on the Eternal side of things because I think Eternal yeah. were looking better at the end of the stage, whereas New York have been looking iffy, and New York is having to play Justice. So it's like they're having... And that game is winnable, I think, for New York if Justice throw. Whereas Paris is playing GLADS. So if I'm Paris, I'm prepping for the NYXL match, not for the GLADS match. Whereas if you're New York, you're like, well, we can't really write off the Washington match. So... Yeah, I still... Uh, I'm going to go with New York on this one. You're going with New York. That's probably I, the I first think... and only time you will pred New York. Unless they're playing Yeah, probably Titans. unless they play Titans. Um, I, I think just looking at their roster, I... Like, there's no way this team should be that bad, right? <laughs> there's no way this team should be that bad. And and every time I go to Pred, like any of New York's games, I look at both rosters and I'm like, why is New why York is such an crazy? underdog? Why are they going to lose? But I think this game, it's just... I, I think against tougher teams, having good players isn't enough. Against weaker teams, I think having good players is enough. And I think they're going to beat Paris because of that. I, I don't think that, I mean, and, and I think the one exception, if Glister is just playing out of his mind, like he does sometimes, mm -hmm. then Paris wins. Well, I, I think, I think Wub might be able to do some things as well. Cause I mean, well, no Flora, I think dips, dips Wub. The biggest thing is yeah. Glister, Glister versus Yaki. Who's able to do more with it. Yeah. So I, I'm not entirely, but I think I would take New York's, I, I would take Kellen over Paris's tank line. I would in I mean Paris has better main support. Yeah, I was like be careful about what you say about the support. Yeah. And so it'll be a close game, but it may not be a very good one for the eyes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I'm gonna I, I'm Alright, so yeah. we're split there. Sticking and with then the final one. I swear to goodness if you pick just out of spite if you pick the Titans against the Outlaws. No. <laughs> Outlaws win this one. They like, better. They better. Although no, although part of me is like don't part of me is like if there's a game you, that the outlaws are going you, to lose, Don't like, you think about it. Don't you dare. I'm not gonna pred it. But part of I'm you putting that little, a little, that like, little that little voice I'm in putting your head. a little side note that like it could happen. And if it does, my goodness, I'm, it's going to be beautiful. It would be such an outlaws thing to do. But here's the thing, though: if they lose to Washington, they don't lose the Titans. Like they wouldn't go back for the. When it comes no. to the outlaws, it's like one-offs. Yeah. So it's like if they beat the Justice, okay, then maybe on like a blue moon they lose the Titans. But if they lose to Justice, no, they're they're just taking their anchor out on the Titans. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I think uh, Houston wins. I think. All right. It's going to be a not so we, close so we, game. We set the precedent. So how many splits did we? We were split on London, London, was, Florida. We were split on Outlaws Justice. We were split on 
Excel Paris. So we were split on three games, correct? Yeah. I think that was it. So I don't know if any either of us will go perfect, but we'll see if one of us is able to pull ahead this week. I I, I really I really don't know if that's actually one of us has to pull ahead. Oh, one of us. I, I, yeah. well, I have to pull ahead against one because we have an odd number of of uneven matches. I just hope the outlaws don't boom me again. <laughs> I need I need London to boom you. I want my mayhem, my Florida mayhem stonks, to to come through. Yeah, I I feel iffy about that. Um, pick, I'll be honest about oh, picking I'm London. Keeping, I'm mayhem. keeping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm keeping I, I, it. And that's but... fair because I mean, like, unlike London, where you're like, okay, well, is London's strategy gonna work? You're like, yeah, are, yeah. But you look at Florida and like, what has Florida done to suggest that they're not gonna beat London? Like they have, yeah. like unlike other teams like Justice Outlaws Defiant, you're like, no, they definitely could lose matches to lower teams. You look at Florida and you're like, nothing. The only teams yeah, they've that... lost to are teams better than them. Florida has been probably the most consistent of the mid-tier teams. I would say Florida is almost the most consistent out of any of the NA teams because you remember Glad's at the beginning of the kickoff clash looked rough. Yeah, week one doesn't count. And though. even even like, I mean, and Dallas looked good as well. But then Dallas, so it's like Dallas and Mayhem are like in there for like most consistent teams. Because yeah, Shock went six zero, and then they just flamed out. You're like, what the heck? And then Atlanta got rolled by Glads in London. Meanwhile, Mayhem, it's like they beat the they beat the lower teams. They lose to the good teams. They beat the good team. They beat the the bad team in the pl in the tournament. They lose to the good team. Well, what more can you say? Yeah, it's uh you it's can mess. you can rely on the mayhem. <laughs> Unlike the outlaws, I can rely on the mayhem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they'll lose to London. <laughs> All right, maybe. So that was uh the uh basically the middle week full of news, full of preds, full of power rankings, but games returned on Thursday as long along with Overwatch 2 announcements, beta signups, New patch. Thursday's going to be kind of hype, not going to lie. It's going to be pretty sick. Two out of the three games on Thursday are pretty cool. Though, Thursday's actually a pretty, it's a pretty good, pretty good. I mean, overall, I'd say this week's matches are good, except for, like, the Titans games and the NYXL Paris game, right? Like, yeah. outside of those three, because even though the Defiant looked tragic, London and Florida are fun. <laughs> so, you know. And... <laughs> When it comes down to it, just do you know what it feels like? It feels like it's Morbin time. Gosh, dang it! Did you see that petition? That like twenty thousand signatures. They were like, we were all busy that weekend. Put it back in theaters. <laughs> I heard that they brought it back in some theaters. Yep, they and brought it, it like back. no, they brought it back it, to a thousand theaters, and each theater earned it? an average of eighty-two dollars or something. Yeah, like I was that. going to say it was terrible. It did nothing. I, which I saw it in theaters, like way back when it first came out and uh like me and my wife like i i tend to be pickier with movies but usually she's like she'll see anything multiple times like mm -hmm. she's she's not really picky and about even movies. she was like we got nice. finished with that movie and she was like we're never watching that again <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> and i was like very cool yeah very it was cool. Oh, anyway, man. anyways, Morbius, watch it. No, don't do that. Don't listen <laughs> to him. Uh, enjoy this week's games, and hopefully everything this week goes according to plan, and we just have good games. So we'll see you all yeah. next week. 
have, have a, a wonderful day. We'll see you.